I get asked a lot about group fitness as a viable business option for instructors. Like, can you actually make a career out of it? Could you actually sustain yourself on being paid as a group fitness instructor full time? Could you actually support yourself and or your family? And I usually say, absolutely, because it can be and is a business. How you go about it is what will determine whether you can use it as an actual career or job. So uh, what I like to do is I like to pick three main points when I'm talking about the business of group fitness. Um, Number one, the financial point, because as much as we don't like to admit it, everything is ruled by the almighty dollar. Um, Or as uh, the Wu-Tang Clan would say, cream, cash rules everything around me. Okay. Uh, Number two, people. So clearly you need people to be able to have group fitness programs. You need group fitness instructors. You need participants. If it's a club or a gym or any kind of thing like that, you need members. And then number three point, programming. So you need an actual group fitness program or schedule, the administration around that, etc. So three parts to the business of group fitness. Now, from an instructor point of view, the number one point, which is the financial point, is money needs to come in. So I think sometimes instructors and myself, I'm totally included in this because I have a quite the emotional attachment to group fitness as a profession. Um, we don't understand all the time in certain places that group fitness doesn't bring in dollars right on the outset. We don't see that. Members pay a membership to use an entire facility and the group fitness is usually included. Now, of course, it does have money tied to it because it's the number one retention tool for fitness clubs and that's been stated, that's, that's facts, okay? However, on the outset, to see money actually exchanged for group fitness classes, You don't see that in larger businesses. So if you wanted to, you could start your own studio or club or run your own classes out of a building and then charge per class, charge for a session, etc. And that's when you'll see the dollars, the financial part come in as an instructor for people taking group fitness classes. Okay, so that's pretty obvious. The number two point about people. Okay, so as an instructor, it's kind of important that you as an instructor are very qualified, that you put out money in order to get certified and to keep continued uh, education, um, to grow as an instructor, to present yourself a certain way, not saying you have to go and do the branded clothing. We had an episode on that. It was awesome. But at the same time, are you investing in equipment? Are you um, trying your hardest to just better yourself every day as an instructor? Now, that's sometimes not very easy because most instructors, it's part-time for them. And the ones that tend to have classes in prime time or able to kind of get what we deem the best classes are people that are doing it just part-time 
nothing wrong with that. But I've been asked the question about how to make it part of a full-time career. And so have to bring that point up that there are instructors out there that it's they're doing it as a hobby. They love it. They participated. They wanted to become instructors. Um, they teach or they mentor or instruct in their other life, life, livelihood. And so being an instructor in the fitness world, something they love, is just a natural extension. All great, all dandy. Again, if you've got the people, but they're def- not looking at it as a full-time potential, then yeah, then you may need to, again, Open your own thing. Do your own thing so that you are getting the prime times. You are scheduling people in the times that you want to offer the classes that you want. Okay. The number three point is having the programs for these people. So that's where the fun part comes in. And that's where a lot of us instructors, again, we get upset because there's a program that we're passionate about. There's a steady, devoted group of 12 that come, and just one day, management says, we're taking your class out. Numbers are low. Like, put a knife in your heart, just turn it a couple of times, right, instructors? But again, we have to think about, we're working for someone else, okay, got to keep that in mind, and it is a business, and if they're not seeing the numbers, in relation to the capacity of the studio, then they have to make decisions that way. Uh, I'm not gonna debate that. I'm not gonna fight with anybody, whether it's right or wrong. That's just how it goes. And if you had your own business, you would absolutely have to do the exact same thing. If you were running a class um, and people weren't signing up for it and you're only getting four or five people but it was costing you to pay for your rent it was costing you for insurance it cost you know that sort of thing and you think to yourself it's it's not enough or you've done the math ahead of time and you've decided i need at least six people they need to show up i need to make this much all the time and that's not happening then you have to get rid of the program or you have to change it or you have to do something so that's a big part of of the business of group fitness from an instructor point of view. Now, as a member or a participant, same three rules apply because again, I've, as most instructors have do, we develop relationships with our members and our participants. So we definitely hear when they're unhappy about a decision that's been made to their group fitness class. But I always try myself hardest to to kind of come at it in the same three points. Number one, the financial. So as a member, they want it all-inclusive when they pay for a membership fee in a large facility or even a smaller one. I get that a lot too. Um, And that's fair. That's fair to want that. However, I do try to bring up again that when someone, let's say, gets personal training they put money up front. They put a large sum of money up front. They have, that money is distributed each time there's a session, right? Whereas with group fitness, there isn't that money. So if you were to ask them to pay maybe a premium, an extra $5 to get the class, etc., that sort of thing, sign up for just certain classes, 
that's what we used to do back in the day. That was something that was a model and actually still is in some other facilities. Um, paying per class, paying for a class pass, a card where you get to take so many classes and you buy them once you run out, you buy another bunch, right? It's unlimited to what you classes you can do, but you run out of 10, you got to buy another 10. So that money is coming in. Okay, so I try to appeal to the member in that way, agreeing that it's horrible that our class is getting cut. But when it comes down to it, if the room fits 30 people and consistently we're getting 12, that's less than 50% to pay me as an instructor is this much. It's kind of hard. They have to make a choice, right? Now, number two point for a member, the one about people and getting people in there. Okay, so... This one is a hard one because participants have their favorites, okay? They just do. As much as we would like to think that we are good instructors, and we are, and we cover for somebody else, you could put us in the same time slot doing the same class as their favorite instructor, and they won't come, right? So, and you're trying to create um, a tribe and a team effort, and you, you don't want it to be that way where it's just one person getting all the people and then their ego gets all crazy. We're trying not to do that, but it's hard because people are people and they're going to like who they like, when they like, whatever they like. So the instructors, again, for members, they have to understand that if that's what they want, they might need to pay more they might need to and then that could be reflected back to the instructor in a form of bonuses etc okay if you're dealing with it I've seen I get the also the debate from my instructor friends well you know my class is at they put gave me a class at 4 30 on a whatever day that's like not prime time of course I can't get people it's location specific I know that the, I teach classes at one place at three o'clock and four o'clock on a Sunday during the school year and it's busy right I know that there's clubs that have mid-afternoon classes busy I know clubs that have really early morning classes that are good numbers and then I have I know clubs that same thing you put the times typical times out there and people don't come right but they go to another club they'll go to it at that time all you can do is go with what's happening in that particular club so it's 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 yes it's the person it's the instructor again how do you combat that as a member just keep going to where you want to go there's not much you can do about that right and so the big thing for me i would say to a member as an instructor just please go be consistent um make it part of your day um schedule it like an appointment for yourself that you won't miss unless absolutely necessary because remember one hour is four percent of your day so it's when people stop coming and that's when the numbers drop over a period of time and that's when the businesses look at the numbers and make decisions and then third thing I talked about right the programming and the scheduling just as important for members right now it's hard with the competition of everything out there so there's virtual fitness there's boutique fitness so there's you know real niche places where like okay I'm at my 
big gym that has spinning classes. But ooh, this one over here looks really cute. This spin boutique, and they have you know candles and like fancy curtains and ooh, and so people will go there, right? Or they'll go there because they can go in any time, and it's a circuit, right? And they can just walk in, start their circuit, do their circuit, walk out. So that open from say 8 a.m. till 12 noon and 4 till 8 and you can come in any time so you're not restricted to if I can't make a 5:30 class or 6 7 6:45 is a better time for me and you don't have classes at that time so I'm gonna leave right so that's really hard and members have to understand that when you're trying to program and schedule for the masses you have to do like the best you can and we respect, I, I respect it when people just can't come because that's just the time doesn't work for them. So not, you can't do anything else. You can't have classes running at weird times, 5.37, you know, 6.17. It just, you can't do that, right? Because the masses, I get it, will be able to come to it. There's going to be the odd person here and there that can't come. So that's going to affect the numbers too. So I always try to appeal to members when they are coming to me with concerns about classes being taken away and explain to them that, we, you know, that's what they've tried to do. They've tried to put the class in there. They've given it a chance. People aren't coming on a consistent level or time. So those are like the two things that I always kind of talk to people about from an instructor point of view, from a member point of view. And then lastly, from the business itself. So having been in behind the scenes and administration of group fitness programs in small to medium to large uh, um, organizations, not-for-profit, private, etc. I know that it's not as easy as just making a change that a couple of people want. And I'm sorry to say like you could be 12 to 15 people in the grand scheme of things, and as a business, that's a couple. So, 99% of the time, it's based on capacity. So it's based on how many people they can fit in the room. And if it's underperforming, 50% underperforming, and they have to pay an instructor, then it's something they really look at, and they have to take it. They have to take that into consideration when making changes. And as an instructor, we just have to understand. As a member. Maybe not so much because you're the customer, you're the consumer, you're paying, you're not getting what you want, maybe you're going to go somewhere else. And that's the businesses uh, has to deal with that. Now, as far as that's the financial part of it, the business, they're going by capacity, like nine times out of 10. The people aspect, that's another one that's challenging one, right? So I'm going to say when it comes to group fitness in a large business, there should absolutely be management that is focused on the group fitness program and that's that's not rocket science at all Uh, how that's done that I could debate a little bit but in general you need management or you need specific leaders that are going to work with the rest of the uh, employees on that program because it's huge you taking up space in your club to do this type of programming, it, de- it, it requires someone devoted to it, okay? So that's 
they're going to look for people. They're going to look for the right people. They're going to train people, mentor people. They're going to work with the people that are already there. So instructors that are already there, um, helping them become leaders so that when new people come on, that they, those people can mentor them and help them. Um, I'm always going to say everyone starts somewhere. Um, I'm very proud of my extensive experience in education and that I've been doing this for 30 years, but I also have worked with new instructors who are pretty amazing. And if I was as good as they were when I started, who knows where I'd be right now. Um, But it does mean that I still believe that there needs to be effort put into the position and Again, it kind of goes back to the instructors that, you know, part-time, maybe not looking at it from that end of it and just, they like teaching, they like being on stage, they like talking to people of fitness and they want to go. Not to say that there's not part-time people that put in a ton of effort and you, you think, you tell them, you know what, you should open your own place. That's a compliment when somebody comes up to you and says, you should open your own place. I would follow you there. But P.S. They won't follow you there. Not always. (laughs) They say they will, but they won't. It comes back to the all-inclusive paying for things, getting everything in one membership, etc. Anyway, point being is uh, when it comes to people on the business side of group fitness, so the business itself, they definitely need to really make sure that they're investing in people and putting uh, the dollars that come in back into the into people so having a devoted management team for group fitness and working on helping to develop the people that they already have and recruit new people and then the final point the third point right I talked about the programming and the scheduling Um, when it comes to the business the company they need to be you know innovative they need to watch for competitors Okay, so I I get that a lot from instructors. One of their favorite programs might not be doing as well for whatever reason. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's the time. Maybe it's just that location or that region or that city or province. It just isn't really something that's drawing people for whatever reason. Um, The business has got to make some decisions and they want to try to be stay relevant and 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 compete. Um, I've had people complain and say, well, you're t- taking away my program and you're replacing it with crap. You're replacing it with this hokey, cheesy thing or, you know, that, that type of kind of attitude. It makes it really hard for you as an instructor to go any further because right there, it's all group fitness. We should all be looking positively on anything that gets people into a studio to work out together. That's, that's how I look at it. Very organic to me. That's, that's always been what it's been about because I didn't think anything of it as a financial source. I didn't think I could make money at it, really. I mean, I just, I loved everybody coming in and the music playing and we were all moving to the music and it was good times. And then I made some friends who were now longtime friends. You know, I met lots of people. Now they're longtime friends. You know, that's how I always have looked at it. But if you're looking at it, as, as a business and the business wants to be continue to be relevant then you need to do programs that are and offer programs all the time so being open to what's happening maybe it's something you might entertain and maybe again it's time for you to say bye-bye and open your own place or go find somewhere that 
you can do your program. I get it. Some of the programs are exclusive. You can't take them elsewhere. You know what? There's a world of programming out there beyond what you're doing, and what you're doing can actually help you. So let's use an example of a dance program that's exclusive, and that if you were to go to another facility, you wouldn't be able to take that program with you per se, but you've been doing it. It's dance. There's so many other dance programs, and if you feel comfortable, and you've been doing it for enough times, you can create your own dance class, okay? You're not gonna necessarily copy what they've done, but you're going to use all those years of doing the programs and watching the continuing education and getting continuing education to keep your certifications, etc. And you can easily transition that to something else. So I think when people get upset, Um, The business, all they can do is say they have to move on and move forward. They got to keep moving forward. 21st century, we got to keep going. Okay, so the business has got to really think about programming and scheduling and what they're going to put in and when they're going to put it and where they're going to put it location wise. Okay, another debate that always happens. This club is top heavy with this type of program and this club is top heavy in this type of program and they should put my dance program in there, but it never does well. And they just never, they don't try. They don't try to promote me. They don't do this. They don't do that. You know what? At the time when it used to be there and they took it out, I get it. Um, It's worth going and checking in again because you never know. The demographics may have changed over time, right? Um, All you can do is ask. And again, The business has to have that devoted team, that management team that's looking at the trends and the stats and has been watching and could tell you, yes, you know what? Five years ago, that program didn't do well, but you know what? Let's give it a try because I can see by my numbers that I'm getting more of this demographic. They might be interested in it. Let's try again. It's when the business, similar to instructors, puts up a wall, puts their foot down, says no. I'm just not even going to try it. That's kind of business suicide I'm going to come to me is what I think. So the business needs to be open that way as well. Feel free, I say, to go and say something and just suggest. Um, as well, the business is always looking for help to promote their programs, right? I get that debate all the time. You know what? They're a big multi-million dollar corporation and they have a marketing department and why do I have to promote things It's the 21st century, and that's what we have to do now. Bottom line, that's what we have to do. So uh, you can't really blame them, I say. Blame the internet or blame (laughs) social media because that's just the way it is. Back in the day, put out some flyers. You could walk around. You would give flyers out to people. Um, I remember, and I don't know, I'm sure they have this in every city, but the local television station has a channel that just has events, local events coming up on the screen. Okay, so there's certain times where that's, and that used to be what we used to advertise on, like huge for like fitness classes and stuff. Yeah, no, nobody looks at that channel anymore. So (laughs) not as much, and not for group fitness. It's online, it's the internet, etc. So they can promote as much as they can and you might not like what they're promoting they don't think they're promoting it enough you don't think they're you know what if you don't think they're doing it all you can do is approach give suggestions see recommendations from what you've seen in your end 
they don't want to take it, you go with what they're giving you or let what they're allowing you to do for promotion or you go bye-bye. Like there's not really, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just over my years, I've seen it where it's just, there's, that's what you have to do. You have to kind of go with the flow and understand that there's a business to it, but go with the flow. And if that's not what you want to do, then absolutely you don't need to do it. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of these great programs and facilities have come up because somebody has decided there's a gap in the offerings of a traditional um, fitness building or fitness company. There's gaps and they've fulfilled the gap. So this could be your time and your, you know, your motivation to uh, step outside the box and, and figure out you know, what you could do with all these ideas that you have and you've, and you've thought about it, why not? So, yeah, I think the big thing that I just want to finish with is that it's a business. Bottom line, took me a while to get to this, trust me, trust me. And it's still, every day I still, I get sad, I get happy, I get angry, I get... <laughs> Like I go the gamut of emotions when it comes to group fitness and my job and where I teach and what I see for programming and what I see happening like to my own self and to other people that take classes and teach classes. It's still very emotional to me, but it has become a little bit more of a, of a labor of love. So I, I get it. I understand it. I've learned a lot from what I've seen and I just think that People need to, the sooner you wrap your head around the concept that it's a business from the member to the instructor to the company, straight up it's a business, then you'll be able to come at your teaching, come at your classes, come at your programming, your scheduling in a better um, better way. You won't be so upset because that's not what group fitness is about. It's about being happy and having a good time and getting fit and enjoying what you're doing for that hour and meeting people and sharing with people. And, you know, so if you can get your head around that business aspect, you're good. You're golden. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, if you have any questions uh, or you just want to give a comment, that would be awesome too. Um, your thoughts on the business of group fitness. See you next time.